Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Michael Carey from Train Like Heroes out of Ontario, Canada. What's going on, Michael? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, Alex. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing unreal. I'm doing spectacular, phenomenal, amazing. Should I continue or is that good? No, no, I love it. I love the energy. Um, I'm excited to have you on and talk a little bit about you know, what you have going on with your facility. I haven't talked to too many people from Canada. So, you know, it's cool being able to get your perspective on, you know, not only the fitness industry, but everything that happened during the pandemic. Um, But awesome, awesome. So let's not waste any time diving into the nitty gritty here. Um, How did you get started? Uh, What is it that made you get started with owning your own fitness facility? Totally. Uh, that's a great question to start with. Absolutely. Well, growing up uh, here in uh, the lovely Canada, I grew up as an elite level hockey player. Who would have thought eh, of all the sports, hockey would be my jam. It was actually uh, hockey, volleyball and rugby were my uh, my three sports. You know, of course, I picked the the concussion problem sports, but uh, it didn't stop me from you know really going far into those respective sports. Uh, I grew up playing against, uh, you know, names like Steven Stamkos, uh, you know, John Tavares, PK Subban, so all these, you know, high NHL player, hockey players, uh, you know, so I, I grew up in that area where, you know, expertise and being the best of the best was very common, um, especially in hockey. So another aspect was volleyball. My father was the president of Volleyball Canada. Um, so he went to various Olympics representing uh, Canada and and the athletes. So I grew up going to various events on a regular basis, just surrounding myself with once again these elite level athletes. Just these were, you know, people uh, that I looked up to growing up, and I thought it was amazing. And then uh, lastly was uh, rugby. I actually went over and played in England and Wales and got billeted out there. So uh, once again, three high level sports, uh, and it I just level was high sort of, intensity. Yeah, exactly. It was just surrounding me. So it was definitely something that just came so naturally to me was, you know, waking up early to go to hockey or, you know, after hockey practice, go home for a little power nap. And then, oh, I got dry land training next. So it was just something that was so natural to me was to have fitness as a part of my life. But that's only half of it. The other half was, you know, I grew up uh, as a giant nerd too. Uh, My next door neighbor, I actually used to live in uh, Vancouver. My next door neighbor uh, used to work for Electronic Arts, EA Sports, right? And uh, so I played a little bit of uh, video games growing up too. So I I, I managed to get this this hybridness in me called a nerd jock, but uh, I'll always be a nerd first, jock second. Awesome, awesome. Now I would love for you to give the listeners your own elevator pitch of Train Like Heroes and the services that you guys offer. Absolutely. Well, uh, once again, why is it called Train Like Heroes? Well, it is 100% superhero themed. All right. So imagine being demotivated, not wanting to go to a gym or, you know, you have you look over your shoulder at at a mainstream gym there and a main box gym and you look over and you see someone, you know, questioning your abilities like look at this guy what is he doing well here train like heroes you walk in and you feel like a hero you know there's no villains allowed and uh, it's really cool because the demographic that we get is 
everyone from first starters or you get those elite level athletes. So yeah, so we do everything from boot camps, that's your hit classes, your high intense interval training. Uh, we do running clinics outside. We do sports specific training for teams like hockey, soccer, you know the name, the list goes on. Uh, we do strength training. So if you're really big into, uh, you know, Olympic lifting and power lifting and things like that, we have an entire section for lifting. Uh, one of my specialties is calisthenics. I absolutely love bodyweight training. I love being able to do flips and tricks and handstands. So once I hung up the, uh, the hockey skates, I, I wanted to find a new passion and, and calisthenics was where it was at. So uh, I absolutely love that. It's one of my classes that I run. Um, I also stepped on stage for physique. I actually ended up winning a gold and, and silver medal uh, on, the, on the world stage. I actually got to even go and represent Canada on the world mm -hmm. stage as well. Um, which was really cool. So I'm able to teach people how to go stand on stage and, and do all the nutrition, all the fun stuff like that is there. Uh, cardio core classes. Uh, it is also an obstacle course fitness facility. So I didn't even touch on that yet. So yeah, we even have an entire obstacle course where people train for Spartan races, tough mutters. Um, it's really cool. So we go out and we do various events um, as we train and, and it just, it keeps going on. Now, I didn't touch anything on kids. Well, this is an all-in-one facility where we want the entire community, we want your family, we want your mom, your dad, your sister, your kiddos to all come out. So we have kids programs there. We have fitness birthday party themes. Like the list goes on. I didn't even touch base on personal training or online training. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're offering a lot of different services, you know, providing a lot of value to your members. Um, that leads me to my next question, actually, uh, about how many members are you currently serving right now? Yeah, sad. Um, you know, this pandemic, I always use the once again, the giant nerd in me, I always use the term Thanos snapped. Uh, the pandemic has uh, has Thanos snapped about 50% of my, uh, my, my clientele. So I'm sitting at about this is not including my kids because the, the kids is a, is a big portion, things like that. Uh, I'm sitting at about roughly 40, 45 members. Okay. Uh, currently, uh, since the pandemic, uh, here in Ontario, we, we endured four foreclosures and uh people are still you know living the pandemic people are still wearing masks here some people are not wearing masks so you know everyone's on different stages on their com comfortability on whether or not they want to come back to that that box gym yeah definitely i mean the pandemic was a huge hit to everyone across the world especially in places like canada states like california um you know where restrictions were, were really crazy um, the government didn't do much to protect the fitness facility at all or fitness industry um, so that was crazy to see as well um, but cool so you're sitting at about 45 members i do always like to ask is that a number where you guys want to stop at or are you trying to hit the gas and see some new faces uh, absolutely not um, i would love to have my community back i would love to have my gym full again as it was uh, two years prior, um, you know, and to even go uh, above that, uh, I doubled what I had during the pandemic. So I had to recreate the wheel during the pandemic. I turned my entire business online. I was, uh, everyone jumped on the Zoom. Uh, so I was running Zoom, various Zoom classes, trying to keep the same schematic of Train Like Heroes um, in the gym online so i was doing various classes where calisthenics was part of it uh i got people to do use soup cans and backpacks full of books um it was really cool uh train like heroes even got uh on global news 
uh, regarding the Zoom classes. So it was really cool that, that we actually got featured on, uh, on news, um, which was really, really neat on that sense. So yeah, I've, I've already doubled since during the pandemic, I've doubled and I would like to double again to where I was pre-pandemic. Awesome. Awesome. So, so since you are wanting to see some new faces and help more people, um, what are you trying to do actively right now to aid that growth process? Yeah, sure. Uh, various uh, promotions going on now uh, here in Canada, we only have summer for about a month and a half, two yeah. months max. Uh, so uh, a lot of the student athletes uh, come back and, and a lot of them I've worked with, I've had a pleasure of working with. Um, so a lot of them do come back in the summer. And, and so I do do a lot of student plans and things like that. Uh, we are trained like heroes. So if you, you know, if you do work, uh, you know, for the police, or if you do work, you know, as, as a, a nurse or things like that, you do have a uh, promotion for being a real life hero, uh, which is really neat as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, we do have various things like that. Uh, and like I said, our six week trial is probably our number one uh, Awesome. Awesome. How do you promote your six week trial? You know, if, if you're going to start like a, like a six week trial transformation, what's like your way to, to get the members in um, to participate in, in that trial? Yeah. Uh, so the best way to get people into that six week trial is, uh, is just by posting it on, on social media, things like that, and uh, really driving uh, people to come in and posting it all over, you know, Facebook and, and things like that. And, and, People tend to share uh, what they're experiencing and they end up uh, coming in. Yeah, I mean, social media is huge these days and, and it kind of, it's like a double-edged sword, kind of sucks to say that as a business and in really any industry, you need some type of social media presence. You have to, you know, at least pop up on Yelp and Google and, you know, ha have a website. Um, but it's really, it's been a game changer for, for so many gym owners. I've talked to, you know, a lot of gym owners who, who really rely heavily on paid advertising, you know, digital marketing, um, social media outreach in order to, to get new members and get leads coming in on a consistent basis. Um, have you ever tried anything like Facebook ads, Instagram ads? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely tried, uh, tried both. Um, the hard part too is, is that uh, with the pandemic and, you know, with your lease continuously rising every single yeah. year too, it just finds, you find it harder and harder to, you know, pick which ad you want to do or pick the thing that's going to work best and really hope and hammer it in and see if that, that's uh, what's going to spark some new clientele, right? right. Uh, the biggest thing that the most success that we've had here is because we're a community-based gym, uh, people tend to invite their friends. That, sense, that tends to be the best uh, way for us to get great members. These are not bad apples that tend to plague the, the community, but people who want to be here, like I want to be here and share this experience with my friend, and I can't explain this gym to people. The best way to do it is for them to try it out themselves. Mm -hmm. And so we do have a lot of free trials and things like that, where we offer it to our clients to give to other friends and family. And one person shows up and that person brings someone, that person brings someone, and that tends to be the, uh, the beautiful effect of, uh, of this gym. Yeah. And, and word of mouth is huge, right? Especially, um, you know, when you're trying to build that, that strong base of membership, um, it really shows proof of product, proof of service, what you're doing matters. It is helping, you know, your members and changing their lives um, at the fact that they're willing to invite friends, family um, and so forth. But I, I would say just, 
you know, the, the only downside about stuff like, like word of mouth is it's really hard to make a game plan for growth based off of that, right? Um, Couldn't agree more on that one, yeah. Ads, did you um, run them yourself or did you hire like a, like a team to do it for you? Yeah, well, I, uh, I definitely ran, uh, ran my own ads and uh, I have had a team in the past. Now, being open for seven years, I've pretty much dabbled with everything, right? right, right. Um, so yeah, I've definitely used uh, pretty much everything under the sun um to, oh, to gain success yeah yeah good for you um um same here we talked about you know having to wear all the hats sometimes even things you didn't sign up for and i'm sure for pretty much every gym owner not many signed up expecting to have to be a marketer but you know teaching yourself how to do that it's one of those things that you know has to be done um even me myself i started marketing on facebook uh back in 2016 and it definitely took me a, a year of trial and error and, you know, losing more money than I made before I finally figured out my marketing angle, you know, you know, how to create an offer that people will click on and so forth. Um, but cool, cool. What type of results did um, you see when you did um, online marketing, like digital marketing? Did you, uh, were you able to track those, like the amount of leads you'd get per week? Yeah, uh, it definitely made it a lot easier to, you know, track the leads, um, be able to call them, be able to set up consults, to be able to just keep things in line, right? So it was nice in that sense too, right? But uh, the biggest problem that we're having is, is that once the pandemic hit, um, I, I, I lost a few coaches and I ended up having to be on the floor for majority of the time here. So as much as I'd love to be, you know, taking a back seat and sitting down and and kind of doing all the back office stuff. I was running the classes, being on the floor, um, running 12, 14 hour days of, you know, fitness. Tough, tough, man. And uh, just to come home after that. And then that's when you're, that's when the real magic begins. If you, if you know that in the industry, it's, uh, you know, once you, once you close the gym doors, that's when everyone starts talking. So um, it's tough, it's tough to manage. And, and what do you think, I mean, because obviously nobody wants to be in that position, right? And the pandemic took a big hit on, you know, everyone, but no one wants to be in a position to where they're almost an employee to their business, right? To where you're literally have to be there in order for things to, to continue running. Um, I mean, what do you think has to happen for yourself in order to put yourself back in that position to where, you know, you could let the business grow and focus more on the business side of things. Absolutely. Uh, you know, pre-pandemic, I had about four trainers. Um, I also take co-op and placement students. So these are uh, high school and uh, college university kids. Cool. Um, and I help them so they don't fold towels at the big mainstream gym. I actually personally mentor them and streamline them and help them with success on things that the mistakes that I've made, make sure they don't make those mistakes and things like that. So uh, I want to get back to that like right now i have a one head trainer right now and you know the various subletters who come and go um at the gym here that aren't necessarily trained like heroes but just you know it helps with me giving them an opportunity to have a gym because a lot of the trainers got hit hard during this pandemic and a lot of them lost their jobs and things like that so i wanted to give them a roof and so yeah i would love to get back to the position where we have multiple trainers in here multiple placement students, multiple subletters, all under one roof. And I can go back to doing what I do best, which is talking and socializing. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And, and what do you, what's like the hold off right now? What, what, why are you 
you know, waiting to find more trainers? Is it like a membership thing? You're trying to get more members in first before you hire that next trainer? Uh, actually, actually, I would prefer the other way around. Actually, okay. I find that with more trainers comes more clients. Um, and the biggest thing here is, is a lot because of the pandemic, a lot of trainers, at least here in Ontario, because we we're so uncertain for so long with, oh, we're now closed again. Oh, we're open again. Oh, we're closed again. But now here's a restriction. You're not allowed to go inside. You have to go outside. Oh, now you can't, you can go inside, but you're limited to eight people. You now have to be in a parking spot in order to work out. So a lot of these trainers decided to create their own home gyms. And in doing so, they're now training out of their garages with um, clients and things like that. So it's just harder and harder to find uh, trainers who want to build their businesses within train like heroes within the business within a big um you know open box yeah. um so that's the biggest thing for me is, is looking for for trainers who really want to grow definitely definitely and trainers could be fickle too right it's it's difficult finding people to work for you that have the same energy same passion same like viewpoint of of what you have going on the culture at your business as you do um, so that's always tough as well. Um, perfect. But a question that I do like to ask here, just because I think it's a good way for you to reflect on the past, you know, seven years that you've been a gym owner. Um, but what was something that was more difficult than expected when it came to starting your business? Sure. Uh, well, I originally I went to school. Uh, I got my Canadian Society of Exercise Physiology certified personal training certificate. So I actually had to graduate school just to be eligible uh, to to do this certification and then do the um, the actual practical. Actually, I had to do a four hour practical. If you failed anything, heart rate, blood pressure, skin fold measurements, counseling techniques, personal training, if you failed any of those things, you'd actually fail the entire certificate and you wouldn't get it. You'd have to write it the same time next year. So um, to, to reiterate why I'm saying this is actually um, my co-owner that we originally opened with was actually in my program. Uh, we rekindled and met uh, met up after after school um, and we decided, hey, let's let's open this business. Um, within the end of year one, uh, my co-owner decided to leave the company. Mm. So here I am doing a two-person job solo. And that's when the real hardship began immediately within this business. How do you, you know, combat that? Because obviously you, you did get to a point, especially pre-pandemic, where it seems like things were running pretty smooth, right? You had a, quite a few trainers. The membership was growing. Um, well, how did you navigate through that time? Because I talked to so many gym owners who, who get so stuck in the, you know, day-to-day -day of, of, you know, being so involved, hands-on with the business that they're not really working on the business, Right. Um, so how did you combat that point to obviously you had a lot on your plate, you had people that you had to train, um, how do you, you know, facilitate the growth? Sure. Yeah. It just meant, uh, more hours on my plate. Um, so I, I thought to myself, I'm not going to give up on my dream because someone else's dream doesn't match mine. So that's when I decided to step up. And, you know, every time I look down, it's the same thing as looking at the Jersey that you're playing for. You look down at the emblem here and it says train like heroes. I just say to myself, I'm a hero. And I want to do this. I want to be an advocate for so many people who, who either one, don't have a voice, don't have direction, things like that. So that was my burning desire. My passion was, you know what? I can do this. I'm going to de defeat all odds against me and I'm going to do everything. So here I was now 
this gave me a, my past kind of helped form me into my present. Um, you know, just out of school, uh, I, I got an amazing opportunity to work with my professor and I was doing, uh, I was in a CrossFit gym where I was learning Olympic lifting at such a rapid rate. And not only that, that uh, they were running volleyball uh, teams training. So here I was training 13 volleyball teams in seven hours. Here I was learning Olympic lifting. And this is all right out of school. And then not only that, he gave me an opportunity to run my own uh, class at, a, at a, a rec center in my local town. So I said, okay, cool. This is amazing. Why don't you, uh, what, can you give me a program that I can just you know, bring with them? And he goes, no, no, you're writing the program. So here I am fresh out of school. I have no idea how to, to do anything. And here I am now running um, all these volleyball teams, 13 volleyball teams. Here I am running Olympic lifting classes and here I am running my own hit class. And it got to a point where I'm like, hey man, this is definitely something that I can do. I got something here. And through all of this, I was able to really create something and do it at a consistent level of, uh, you know, eliteness, I always like to call it. So yeah, so this was something that was very second nature to me was to always add more to my plate. So I was able to do what most people, maybe one or two people can do. I was able to do it as one person. Now it comes with a sacrifice, you know, how much time am I spending with family? How much time am I spending with friends? Right. Here I am building my, my, you know, my future, but just to make ends meet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't hear you right now, bud. Your connections, uh, Low, I can't hear you right now. Weird, weird. I, oh, here I, we go. Yep, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Hear me now. Awesome, yep. cool. So, so yeah, I was asking if you know if it's in your goals, your plans to get to a point to where you're not so needed within the business and the day to day operation. Um, you know, to where you have more freedom, to where it kind of runs on itself like a well oiled machine, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly the direction I was actually at pre-pandemic okay. uh, was in a position where you know I started focusing a lot more on my online training I started focusing a lot more on expansion I was looking at getting a second facility you know preps for that and then of course yeah the pandemic hits so yeah it really falls down on just finding a nice crew of heroes we all have superhero names so finding my my you know my Avengers crew again mm -hmm. and uh, and building within it's it's an amazing community where we live here in in Ontario uh, uh, my gym's in Ajax and okay. it's great because we have uh, familiar communities on both both sides of us uh, Pickering being one and and Whitby being on another so a lot of communities kind of merge in Ajax and uh, it's, it's a great hub Definitely. Now, now, if you could wave, let's say, like a magic wand here, like a magic business wand, um, essentially, and, and have your business be in the exact position that you want it, you know, the perfect business, um, what would that look like to you? Sure. Yeah, it would look like uh, exactly that. I would love to share uh, pictures with you. Um, I don't know. If, is my camera still working? Can you see me? You're frozen for some. I'm frozen. Oh, yeah. it's too bad. So on the background of my of my phone, I have this. I I have a warp wall at the gym. You know, with the run you run up in Spartan races and tough mutters. So I have a warp wall, and uh, it was my fourth year anniversary. I decided to run up the warp wall. I took a picture of everyone, and inside of my gym was just a massive number of people. Like it's just incredible number of people. I think one of the uh, one of the cool things on your website that you have there is just a big group of people. You're all wearing mustaches. Love it. Yeah. Looks great, right? Um, a picture exactly like that. It's so 
you know, memorable in my mind. I want to go back to that when yeah. we had a barbecue outside, we had kids doing an obstacle course. This was just like a celebration year. I have year seven coming up and I would love to do another open house like that. That is the perfect world to me is where people are dressed up They're You know, they're trying on their new suits because they they've shed those 20 pounds off and they get to showcase it. And I want to just get back to that where everyone's sharing their experiences and creating relationships. And it's amazing that we have some members who are celebrating their seventh year at Train Like Heroes. That's crazy. And, and it shows that, you know, you have good retention numbers. So, you, so you're providing a lot of value. It's just kind of, you know, like you said, getting to that point of, of regrowth of, you know, adding more members um, and so forth, hiring more trainers. Um, Perfect, perfect. But I did want to talk a little bit on just the different types of services that you offer, because I know you offer a lot of different type of classes, especially in the group training aspect. Um, do you also offer private training, semi-private as well? Yes, uh, that is obviously, uh, we all know that's the bread and butter in this industry yeah. is, uh, yeah, so personal training, uh, you know, partner training, uh, also team training is another big one. So sports team training is a big one. Those are, those are the big ones that we have here. And, and we also add additions like, Hey, would you like to upgrade to having a nutrition plan involved as well? I know some people kind of take care of their own nutrition. Others kind of want to opt into it. So we always have a new level for someone, um, because, you know, they may not be the same person they were three months ago. Maybe they want to upgrade, you know, everything is now automatic to them. So now they want to challenge themselves more. Right? Maybe they're moving from two times a week to three times a week. Maybe they're moving from three times a week to four times a week in a meal plan. You know, maybe they now want to step on stage and flex their muscles, right? Everything changes so rapidly and, and we have something we can provide for them. Yeah, yeah. Great, great mindset to have too as well. I always tell people, you know, at least 20 to 30% of your members not only have the money for better service, but they, they would prefer or want, you know, to have a personal trainer, be in a smaller group, have something more personalized. Um, so if you're able to provide that from within your facility, it makes, you know, yourself all that more valuable to your members and then more valuable to you in the form of, you know, be, being able to make more money on a month to month basis. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. I have some, uh, some clients right now. I had one who just won his entire hockey, um, you know, season. Uh, which is great. It's an up and coming athlete. I also have uh, a diver who is projected to go to the Olympics. Uh, she keeps winning hers. So it's really great. And these are all personal training clients. And I just, I love uh, to hear these stories and to work with these, uh, you know, these athletes and even the average Joe, it's great to see that, you know, there's nothing better than training people closest to your heart, like your mom and your, your dad, you know, right. things like that. Thought of offering like supplements in your facility, stuff like maybe, like protein powders, you know, the BCAs, a pre-workout. Yep. Actually, um, you know, in the past, I was actually a sponsored uh, athlete for a supplement company. Who would have thought, uh, who would have, who would have thought slapping something on me, right? I was, uh, <laughs> I was a sponsored athlete for uh, Boreas Salming. He's one of the greatest hockey players of all time. Uh, I was a running athlete sponsored by him. The only running athlete of Canada, by the way, that was pretty cool at the time. And yes, I was also sponsored by a uh, supplement company too. So yeah, I used to, I even used to create a little, <laughs> a little, um, shake corner where people would buy shakes i would literally take the magic bullet you remember the magic bullet it's a tiny little thing where you yeah. i'd mix shakes for people after workouts and uh it was it was really cool awesome awesome so we know what you want for your business now michael right we know that you know you have a passion for for your clients 
uh, not only that, your community, you have a passion for helping people, changing lives. Um, but what is it that you want from your business, right? What do you want it to give back to you? What's like that big picture for you in mind? Sure. Uh, I mean, investing seven years into anything uh, at, at, a, at a level that you have or at hours that you have, uh, you know, I, I would love some freedom. Um, you know, you put, you put all this in, you put all this effort in, you know, I would love to be able to, uh, you know, start a family. I was something I was definitely thinking about doing obviously. And then the pandemic hit and you immediately have to shift your gears and go, okay, listen, um, this is definitely something I need to do is, is, is duck my head down and, and kind of make sure that the, the company is up and running here because, um, you know, I have my lease coming up, which is, you know, this is my, my third lease coming up. So I've done Mitch mentioned that, that, uh, your, your landlord is doubling, correct? The price. That is correct. It's, uh, it's absolutely outrageous. Um, the cost for anything here in Ontario right now, whether it even is for renters to rent, there's bidding wars for renters for homes. So that's the situation that I'm in right now is here. I am asking clients for X amount of dollars and here they are, they're in a position where they may not have that because of the cost of living here in Ontario is just so high right now. But yeah, my landlord is, is asked literally double per dollar per square foot um, since, my last, uh, since my last lease, which is almost suicide for the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, if you don't mind me asking her, what's your plan to combat that? Because that, I mean, that's a huge jump of, you know, uh, well, definitely, I'm, I'm not afraid to to speak in a, in a well-termed matter. Um, I'm going to show um, some realness here. And, uh, you know, the market will crash. The market is already crashing in a little bit. He's projecting it based off of where the market is currently going. And if you actually look at it, the market can't stay that high the whole time. It's actually right. going down. I, I talked to numerous people as well because, you know, this is my livelihood. It's something I want to kind of study and learn. Um, so, yeah, I've talked to, to numerous numerous realtors out there and they're saying that, yeah, the, the projections are actually going down. So that's something I'm going to present to him and say, listen, you know, yes, the projections look high, but at the same time, that's not the direction it's going. But you have to also understand, like, this is this is not going to work for the business. This is not going to work. I've been, I've, I've paid everything on time for seven total years. Nothing has been late. Um, you know, I've, I've even cleaned up some of my neighbors, uh, excess garbage, uh, around my facility as well, because, you know, we we're a, we're a storefront people go in there and they want to look clean this and that. So I'm going to explain a lot to him that, that, uh, it's a little outrageous what he's asking and hopefully he can provide me something a little bit more affordable. Yeah. And if that's the case, then I can continue to live my dream. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And I think that's a pretty good place to start to close things up on this episode, Michael, but before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, your social media pages, um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Yes, absolutely. So uh, definitely first thing you want to go do is hit up our trainlikeheroes.com. Uh, that's a great way to start, especially if you're local in, in, in Ontario or at least here in, uh, in Ajax and Durham. Uh, you can definitely hit us up at uh, trainlikeheroes on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can hit me up, Captain Carrie Fit on Instagram. Uh, if you guys are really interested in some online training, that's definitely something I like to dive into, especially if you guys are interested in some calisthenics and bodyweight training. But uh, don't forget, guys, uh, as an elite level hockey player, I 
and rugby player and volleyball player, powerlifting and strength training and all that jazz is right up my wheelhouse as well. So uh, I'm the jack of all trades. If you're definitely interested in transforming your lives, uh, why not get some transformation done with the captain himself? So uh, one thing I always do with my heroes at the end, I always say, heroes, don't forget to train hard and always train like heroes. Yes, sir. I love it, Michael. I love it. I love talking to you today. I appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing, you know, what you could accomplish down the road. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your mo business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Mark. He is the president of HealthWorks Group from Boston, Massachusetts. What's up, Mark? How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. All right. So wasting no time here. How did you get started with all of this? What's kind of the backstory here? Yeah, it's a great backstory. Uh, I've been around it my entire life. My parents opened their first club back in 1977. Uh, it was a, a small woman's only studio up in Salem, Massachusetts. Um, and 44 years later, um, we're up to nearly 30 locations with uh, around 30,000 members before COVID hit. Wow. Wow. Okay. I love that. Family business, family owned. Has it always been family owned, family run since the start? Uh, it has been. Um, it's been different versions of our family. Uh, kind of at the moment, it's my father and myself kind of running the organization. Awesome. Love that. Okay. So now uh, within the kind of umbrella, what other brands are you what what other brands fall under the umbrella I guess is a better question yeah um healthworks fitness is our kind of long-standing premium women's only clubs um and several years ago and now it's 10 or 15 years ago we had a big decision point we were trying to decide are we going to expand healthworks geographically and we were looking at New York Chicago DC mm -hmm. and in the end of the day, we decided that we, we love Boston and love kind of the fitness prospects of the Boston area. And we thought a better expansion strategy would be diversifying our brands and staying local and mm -hmm. being kind of the biggest locally owned player in the Boston market. Mm -hmm. um, so rather than kind of taking HealthWorks elsewhere, we started a new brand called Gemit. Uh, it's a co-ed, high volume, low cost club. Um, and... Um, we have two of those locations. We kind of expanded our brands further a few years later with a premium co-ed club called Republic Fitness. 
Um, and then a few years later, we expanded again with a white label vision uh, where we partnered with a fantastic longstanding uh, person in the fitness industry here. And we own and operate gyms for other people. Um, so uh, we don't have our health risk group name on it, but we're the ones providing the staffing, the expertise, the billing, the strategy behind the operations of those clubs. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I love that. I mean, Boston has such a, a huge market for fitness in so many different areas. You know, the bigger box facility is also those smaller facilities as well, boutique style facilities. There's so many uh, options and so much opportunity within the area. So I can see why you wanted to just kind of keep it local. And um, it's easier to keep your eye on it too, if it's local rather than, you know, in all larger cities within the United States. But uh, so as far as memberships go, uh, how many members are you currently serving? Did you say 30,000? Was that prior to COVID or is that now? Uh, that, that was prior to COVID. It was right, right around 30,000. Wow. Okay. And what do those numbers look like now? Uh, it's, it's a really big range. Uh, we've got a few facilities that have built themselves up to exceed pre-COVID numbers. Uh, but then our facilities in downtown Boston are are still slow to recover and we're closer to 60% of our pre-COVID numbers. Uh, so it's a really wide range depending on which brand it is and where specifically it was located. Right. Okay. All right. And then, uh, so what types of services are you offering? Now, this is obviously going to differ from brand to brand, location to location. Um, but are you mostly open memberships, group classes, semi-privates, kind of walk us through what that looks like between the different brands. Yeah, so at uh, HealthWorks and Republic, our two premium brands, we provide ourselves in a really amazing experience. Uh, so we have fantastic classes, uh, pretty much every format you could imagine, um, and it's under our HWX umbrella. And then we have really amazing personal trainers, um, I think we, we like to say and have been voted the best personal trainers in Boston and have nearly 100 full-time personal trainers across four locations. Um, and then kind of along with that, we have uh, some great massage services and then a fully equipped gym along with that. Okay. Um, at our, our gym and clubs, um, they're a little more streamlined. You're getting a, a discounted rate and you can kind of get in and work out is what we talk about. Mm -hmm. um, we also offer personal training there, uh, but we find a lot of members are just looking for a fantastic gym without, without the frills. Right. Okay. And then, yeah. And then at our first fitness management clubs, uh, we will do what the client is looking for. Uh, so if the client wants classes, we'll bring in our health works expertise to provide classes. If they want personal training, we'll bring that in but it's really up to the client and we tailor a gym for what they're looking for to support their population. Got it. Okay. Very cool. Uh, so a couple of different offerings there kind of dependent on the actual facility. And then as far as the ones that you're managing, I like that you tailor it toward, you know, what, what the owner is looking to do and the people that they're looking to serve. So lots of different options there. Uh, as far as getting the word out there about what you're doing across all of the brands, what does marketing look like? And does marketing differ from brand to brand? Does your approach differ from brand to brand? Um, what does marketing look like across the board? 
Yeah, I think um, there are certain similarities and certain certain differences. Um, across all our brands, we find two of our biggest source for new members uh, is member referrals and former members that are rejoining. Mm -hmm. um, so all of our clubs, whether they be owned or managed, we really focus on the experience. Uh, we find a really fantastic experience leads to referrals. Um, and kind of, it's uh, you never like to talk about the cancellation process, but we also make sure the cancellation process is smooth uh, because we find more often or not that person who's canceling today is going to be lo looking to rejoin maybe when the weather changes or the season changes back. Mm -hmm. um, and those are two constants across all 30 clubs. Um, outside of that, um, we also do uh, paid advertising at a number of our clubs, and it's kind of different by the brand. Mm -hmm. um, that's we we tend to spend most of our money between uh, the Facebook properties and the Google properties. Um, we find it's easier to manage if we're sticking to two vendors, um, and uh, we can really kind of optimize our cost per lead and cost per sale across those. Um, Absolutely, and then yeah. Kind of yeah. And then finally, at our premium clubs, we also will work on a corporate partnership and corporate sales perspective. Uh, so we'll work directly with companies to design wellness programs for them. Um, and that's a great lead source for our clubs that are located downtown. Got it. Okay. Um, so I like that you're doing paid advertising. Obviously, it's a pretty large brand here. So that's an important piece, getting the word out there to the right people, enough people. Um, so a lot of people are kind of afraid of paid advertising. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. And what are some of the benefits that you've seen from paid advertising? Yeah, so paid advertising can be amazing or a nightmare, uh, depending on how you look at it. Um, mm -hmm. I think the first thing I would say is you need to be very specific on what your goals are and make sure you've either hired a fantastic partner that can report out on those goals or you really understand it yourself. Yes. Um, and for us, we, we basically have two KPIs that we're looking at daily, weekly, monthly. Um, and it's basically cost per lead and cost per sale. Mm -hmm. um, kind of a lot of marketing companies and Google and Facebook are all about a lot of other marketing terms, cost per click, cost per million, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's all important for the marketing professional to understand, but as a gym owner, they're not as important. You right. just need to know, are these ads actually producing leads and are those leads producing sales? Exactly. Uh, so that's what I spend most of my time looking at kind of a little further down the funnel. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of times, a lot of gym owners do kind of get caught up in all of that and end up focusing too much time and attention on the small little details and not so much on, okay, are we actually getting leads and are they actually converting into memberships? You know, those are the two things that are most important when we talk about paid advertising uh, and obviously making sure that we're getting a return on investment. That's huge. Uh, so now when you do run paid ads, what type of offers are you putting out there? Um, and again, I'm sure that this differs from brand to brand, but is it typically uh, a consultation or a trial? What, what do those offers look like? Yeah, we, we do a lot of different things kind of depending on the season and depending on the brand. Um, we run some just awareness campaigns. Uh, so kind of 
here's who we are and here's our beautiful clubs and here's our great trainers, stuff like that. Um, but those tend not to generate direct clicks and direct leads. So I right. think if I'm looking at ones that will generate action, unfortunately it does have to be promotional. Uh, so right. generally it's a, a free one day pass um, or whatever our joining promotion is at that time. Mm -hmm. um, we tend to always have a joining promotion going on, but it generally is a very similar monetary amount from month to month or day to day. Uh, but we do change it up because we find kind of the changing and the ending and the starting tend to drive action. Got it. Okay. And when you do set up campaigns, are you doing, are you setting up funnels and having people actually schedule or are you having them fill out a lead form? Yeah, so we will, um, on the HealthWorks brand in particular, we have two main entry points. Mm -hmm. uh, one is just someone inquiring to see what our promotion is and what our pricing is. Um, and then at that point, they get entered, entered into our marketing system and our sales CRM. Um, or they can basically say, I want to come try the club, um, mm -hmm. at, at which point we're trying to book them to come in and have a, a one-day trial and try a class, try a personal training session, or just try an open gym. Right. Okay. And so obviously, I mean, next step from actually acquiring a lead is the nurture process and actually getting them to come in the doors, which a lot of gyms have no systems in place whatsoever as far as nurture goes. Companies in general, over 80% report that they have no systems in place for lead nurture, which is an important piece there because if we have all of these leads, but they're not actually coming in the doors, then obviously it doesn't really matter. So what does that process look for you? Uh, look like for you rather? Are you reaching out to them multiple times? I'm sure there's some type of system in place there. So kind of walk us through that. Yeah, I, I would say kind of as part of this conversation, any gym owner out there should spend money on the funnel before they spend money on advertising. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make sense to be paying money for ads if you're not going to accurately follow up with the leads. So right. that's a really good question. Um, yes. <laughs> so we, we have a few different systems depending on the brand. Um, all of our brands have an automated follow-up system. Um, mm -hmm. So when the lead comes in, depending on the source and the categories, um, that person is going to get um, automated texts or automated emails and each brand needs source. We have different cadence and different types of technology. We find different people like different things. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also have a, a remote uh, call team, uh, which is about two FTEs. And what they do is their, their job is they call the incoming leads. Uh, so in addition to the automated texts and emails, we have live people that are calling leads and trying to engage with them in a real person. Mm -hmm. um, and we find they, they bring kind of incredible value over the automated items. Um, mm -hmm. And kind of the main point of all these people is either for someone like a referral or an alumni that's probably already been in the club, let's get them to just join right there. Um, right. If they've never visited the club or have questions, we're trying to book them an appointment to come visit us in the club. Mm -hmm. um, we find once people come into the club, they generally join. Yeah. 
Yep. It's just actually getting them in the doors. And that tends to be, you know, across the board. It's like every gym owner's like, well, when they come in, they sign up. Right. Um, but it's just that process of getting them in the doors. And I like that you said that you have automated systems in place, but then you also have real people in place. Uh, a lot of times something that I hear very often, gym owners are also afraid of putting automated systems in place. But what I always say is that it's better to contact the person in some way, shape or form as soon as they sign up rather than waiting until you know you can actually get off the floor and give them a call or reach out to them. Uh, it's better to start some type of communication as soon as possible, even if it is automated. And there are so many systems now that are uh, so personalized and don't necessarily seem like they are automated. Um, but then also having that team of real people that are there to actually reach out to people is, huge as well, because sometimes with the automated system, things do fall through the cracks. Uh, so definitely good to hear that you've got systems in place there to actually get people in the doors, because there are a lot of leads that do get lost just because nobody ever reaches out to them. Um, so now, as far as other services within the facilities, do you also offer uh, other services for clients to potentially ascend into higher levels of service, whether that be uh, nutrition, accountability, anything of that nature. And then is there any type of supplementation that you offer or retail, anything that is a higher level of service or providing another stream of revenue for the business? Yeah, we have um, a lot, a lot of services, but at our premium clubs, we're really trying to we're, we're trying to encourage people to use the club um, at a, at a high level. When you're paying um, 120 plus a month, mm -hmm. we find if you're not using it, you're going to cancel. Um, right. And if you're not getting results, you're going to cancel. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of our activities are designed around to how can we encourage usage, um, and we find some people just want to go into the gym and put their headphones on and don't want to talk to anyone. Right. <laughs> and, we're, and we're not going to fight them. If that's what they want to do mm -hmm. and they're using it, great. Yes. Um, but then we also find a lot of people are looking for something else. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have a really amazing group fitness program of all different modalities. And for the person that really likes to be in a group and is motivated by other people, we're trying to encourage them to go into there. Mm -hmm. um, we also have really amazing personal trainers and really amazing team training. Uh, so team training is, um, it's up to eight people in a group, um, led by a trainer using kind of my zone technology in the group. Uh, mm -hmm. so we focus on kind of heart rate and kind of really nice progressive well-designed exercise programs. Um, and it, it, it provides the group setting of a class, uh, but the individual intention of a personal trainer at a nice right. point. Mm -hmm. um, and it finds for someone that doesn't like groups, but can't afford personal training, we slide them into team training. Got it. If someone has really specific goals or injuries or anything like that, sometimes personal training is the best fit for them. And we're going to slide them into that. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Uh, different offerings for kind of where people are at in their journey 
you know, not everybody wants group training. Not everybody just wants to go in the gym and do their own thing. So different, different levels of service there for everyone, essentially. Uh, so one thing I would love to ask about with every gym owner that I speak with, uh, what are some either key challenges or bottlenecks that you're facing within the business right now? Typically, there's kind of something that is top of mind that we're tackling. Uh, so what is that for you right now? And how are you working to overcome that? Yeah, I would say the, the macro bottleneck we're having is uh, trying to rebuild our membership base from pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, some clubs are there. Um, other clubs, we still have a long road to recover. Uh, so what we're spending a lot of time on is in the, the corporate environment where people perhaps first has been basically weren't in the office for two years, are finally back in the office, but now only in the office two to three days a week. How can we make sure that our club kind of right next door to their office is still the place they want to come back to? Right. Uh, and I guess pre-COVID, they were in the office five days a week and at home two days a week. So we were pretty obvious choice. Mm -hmm. Now that it's reversed in their home five days a week and in the office two days a week, we need to make sure that those two days a week, they want to engage with us in person and uh, the other five days a week, they want to engage with us virtually and we're the club to join and not their club at home. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And are you putting out any type of like irresistible offer right now to make them want to either stick to your club or uh, return to your club rather than choosing something maybe near their home? Uh, we're, we're focusing on our incredible value. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we find that people that haven't been to a gym in two years have forgotten what, forgetting what they missed. Yeah. Um, so someone that used to take a class that's been doing online classes for two years, we just want to get them back into the studio, mm -hmm. kind of hear like what music is supposed to sound like and what the yeah. lighting is supposed to look like and kind of energy you get from other people. Right. And they're, they're blown away at what they, what they miss and they're hooked and they're, they're happy to kind of do that the two days a week they're in their office. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, it's huge. It's, there's such a difference between being in a group setting or even just being around other people as far as motivation goes, energy level goes, uh, it, it does a lot for people uh, as even as far as accountability and keeping people um, working toward their goals. It's really hard to hold yourself accountable all the time. But if you have other people around you who are uh, expecting you to be there, looking for you to be there, it definitely helps as far as sticking to those goals and reaching them. So uh, now, as far as big picture goes across the brands, the business as a whole, where are you looking to take this? Are you looking to open more locations across the other brands? Uh, big picture goals, kind of walk us through what that looks like. Yeah, we, it, it feels really good. We're, we're finally back into expansion mode after mm -hmm. kind of two years of making sure we could survive. Uh, so it, it feels really good. I was looking at a new location just yesterday and we're definitely looking to expand. Mm -hmm. um, our managed club business is growing like crazy. Uh, we have four new sites opening this quarter and already two contracts signed for next quarter. Um, and we're finding that employers are really looking for something to entice their workers to come back to the office and, and yes. work part of that puzzle to help them. 
Absolutely. Um, I'd also love to have one of our own clubs expanded by the end of the year. Um, it's it's always a little harder with the kind of the real estate market is still a bit crazy. So finding a, a great location that the economics of a gym can support um, in in an area we want is is not easy, but we'd love to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Real estate is definitely uh, hard to come by right now. Uh, I've been hearing that often. Um, but on the growth side, there are a lot of gyms opening, a lot of people who want to open gyms right now. So that is fantastic as far as the, the gym management side of things goes. So glad to hear, though, that you've, you've got other, your eye on other locations and some things in the works as far as growth goes. So good for you. That's awesome. Uh, so now if you could provide a piece of advice, so you've been in the industry for a bit now across multiple brands. Uh, if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own gym or facility or kind of going their own way, doing their own thing, what would that be? What is one of the most important things that you've learned over your years in the industry? Yeah, I would say anyone considering opening their facility, I would make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, so if you're from outside the industry, go work at a gym for a while before you try to open your own. Mm -hmm. um, it's not all sitting around in yoga pants and working out all day long. Um, right. <laughs> it's a serious business and yes. um, you need to be on, on the member experience, sales, marketing, and you need to understand finance. Um, I've, I've seen so many really amazing operators that have the most amazing fitness program, but they they don't take care of their finances and it's really hard to keep it going without all the pillars. Right. So I would, I would kind of do your research, get into it and make sure you can kind of have all, all areas covered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of times prior experience in other gyms, it's even more important to learn the things not to do than the things to do. Those lessons that you learn along the way are huge and can save you a lot of time and a lot of money in the future when you do decide to open your own facility. Um, a lot of gym owners go into the business because they love fitness, they love training, they love helping people, but don't always realize that there's a whole other side. It is a business. And having knowledge about the business side of things is very important because otherwise you get yourself into a situation where a lot of things arise that you definitely didn't expect. So great piece of advice there for sure. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Excellent. Uh, Instagram is probably the best place to follow me personally. Uh, I'm at Emmy Harrington nine. Um, I'd also love for you to check out our brands. It's at HealthWorks Fit, at Jimmet, and then um, at Republic VOS. They all have to check that. It's Republic <laughs> Fitness in Boston. <laughs> uh, but we'd love, love for you to follow us. And anyone in Boston, we'd always love to take fellow gym owners around on a tour and share what we do and learn what you do. Absolutely. Love that. Perfect. All righty. So Mark, the president of HealthWorks Group in Boston, Massachusetts, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Excellent. Great to meet you. And thank you. Absolutely. 
to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business to fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, joined by Rodney Pamphiel from the Zone Fitness Facility out in Riverside, California. Rodney, how are we doing, man? I'm doing well. Doing well. Did I say your last name correctly or did I butcher that? No, it was good. <laughs> good. All right. Thanks, man. Good. Good. I, pre- I, I hate getting last names wrong. Mine, mine is pronounced wrong all the time, so I want to make sure I got it right. Hey, man, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. So the Zone Fitness Facility, you guys have been open like three years now, right? Correct. Cool. So let's talk about what you are ultimately trying to build here with your business. Right now, we're at 170 people, members, I should say, uh, currently at the gym. I want to at least build it to 250 to 300. Hell yeah. And right now, I'm in a 3,500 square foot space. I want to grow it to a larger space. So I essentially want to build it in my current space. Sure. But uh, once that's said and done, we can move for a new location. I love it, man. I love that. So what is your, uh, I love growth. We're either growing or we're dying in the business world, right? Like there's, I don't think there's any middle ground. So I love that you're all about growth. What was your why for starting this business? Could have done anything, right? Could have gone down any route in entrepreneurship. Why the uh, fitness world and like why start a gym? Well, here's my story. Okay, let's get it. Um, and it's, it's a little sad story in the beginning, but that's the reason why I went into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the first year, well, 2014, my mom passed. So and it was con- uh, congenitive heart uh, uh, wow. failure that she had. Yeah, sure, sure. So, and it was due to poor health. And my brother passed, I believe, in 2018, I believe. And oh. it was because of poor health. But he was like the slimmest guy you can see. Huh. okay. And, you know, just because you're slim doesn't mean you're healthy. So right. that just sparked something in me saying, you know what, I don't want this to happen to anybody else. So let yeah. me get in the gym. Let me start eating better. And, you know, I just wanted to kind of like, give a platform to people who are having these issues as well right so i saw this gym online uh i bypassed it i'm like eh. and like probably like seven days later i came back to it and it was still available long story wow. short ended up purchasing an asset sale got into the space and started from there 
Very cool. What was that? Uh, what was that purchase experience like? I sold a couple of gyms. I never bought one. How was it? Short, long? What did the whole process look like for you? What was that experience like? Well, the the previous space was a gym, but apparently he sold the guy. The previous owner sold it ah, to someone else. Got it. And I I saw it when it had equipment in there, and then when I came back, the equipment was gone. So okay. I think it had like three pieces left, and I ended up buying those three pieces. Yeah. And um, got onto the lease. Okay. And just rebuilt from there. Okay. Uh, you know, it was it was something that. I just kept it as gym because I had all of the floor, the matting, everything was still there. Yeah. So yeah, just from there. So that makes it easy, easier to move into. You don't have to lug all. I don't know what happened. Can you hear me? Can you, I got you now. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a mess, man. Shoot. I apologize. I don't know what the hell is going on. You know, wipe uh, hang on a second. Let me just double check one thing. We can edit this part here. All right. We're back, Rodney. So let's talk about, uh, so I think every successful business, has three elements, right? One is we solve a problem, which I think we're all solving the problem of health, fitness, wellness. Like to talk, you talk about your, your mom and your brother. So we want to solve that problem for others, right? Which is, I think, one of the biggest problems we have in society, just health at large, right? So that's awesome. Let's talk about your model. Um, so number two part of being a, success, a successful, excuse me, business, having a viable model. So I know we do open gym, we do boot camp, we do kids boxing as well. Uh, just give us first, like, if we walked into your gym now, what is kind of like the virtual walkthrough of your space? What's it look like? What's the energy, the vibe, the setup, all that good stuff? When you first walk in, first off, there's music blasting. Nice. Not to the point where it's hurting your ears, but, um, you know, you hear music and you see people working out. You see people not standing around. You see classes going on. Right. You see trainers training other people. Um, just the atmosphere of... Yeah just up up atmosphere yeah i love it so that's, that's awesome that's, yeah yeah okay. so and, and that's pretty much what you see i i usually when i see new customers walk in they look around and they're seeing things and they're trying yeah. to figure out the space and I, like i said it's only 3500 square feet so you see everything so you see it all see, yeah yeah it's, what they see is a bunch of people working out right and now i just kind of ran down your services for you but if you want to do that too for us which one is like the bread and butter i know we have uh, open gym, boot camp, kids boxing piece. Which one is your bread and butter go to? Your biggest revenue stream? Um, right now it's the boot camp and the kids boxing. Okay. Okay. So because I can charge a little bit more in those areas. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, our our lowest price point is the open gym. Right. Of course. So. Yeah, with the boot camp. So what is like uh, what kind of equipment do you have? I'm just trying to get a a, a kind of painted picture of. If I was in there, like, um, is it a wide open space and a boot camp? So boot camps are normally like pretty wide open. You have some kettlebells, battle ropes. What is that kind of the space set up? Or do you have other, do you have traditional equipment as well? So, yes, I do. Um, so I split okay. up the gym in half. I did nice. one side floor space and with a boxing rig on one okay. side. Oh, very cool. And the other half is a, just like I have a, a eight stack. I have, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, Glute machines. I have there you go. abduction, adduction machines. Yeah. Uh, bench presses, just you know, treadmills, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's just divided in half. So I did it that way for that purpose. You have a uh, like a hip thrust machine, almost hip thrust. Yes, yes. That's my favorite, man. That's my favorite. I love those things, you know. Uh, even for the guys, it's not just for the girls. I think the guys yeah. got to trust a little bit too, man. You know, like if you have. 
back issues from you know maybe deadlifting maybe not great at this point in time it's a nice it's a nice stuff so very cool so now we have a good idea of your service your your model and uh kind of the layout of your space so now let's dive into like the other part of successful business is like the marketing strategy right what is your philosophy and strategy for marketing rodney to get new faces in the door on a consistent basis well I, I tell you, but is there, there's no one way, right? No, it's not. Many ways. We try everything uh, from social media to getting leads, yeah. word of mouth, uh, referrals, everything. So um, as far as our main go-to, I've, I've seen through social media. That's what's gained some of our uh, you know, weekly leads, I should say. And um, if I want to boost that, then I would just pay for some advertisement, uh, okay. you know, generation there. But, you know, it's it's whenever the budget calls for it, you know, then I could go that route. But, yeah. What is uh, what is your what is your experience been like with social media ads, paid ads? You see a good return on investment there. Uh, what has that kind of been like with, with you know, over the past three years? Well, it's been an up and down battle because uh, there's a lot of companies out there that say they can do what they can, you know, bring in, sure. but it's not necessarily true. So, you right. know, I'm not going to name names, but I've even had a free trial for seven days with one company and I paid for my advertisements. I got 19 leads and they're all just, crap. you know, crap leads. Yeah. And, you know, that's alone tells you that it's, it's not all for real. Yeah, there's a lot of definitely garbage out there. That's for sure. I, you know, a lot of people trying to make a buck off of, you know, and there's a lot of companies that do it really well. And there's a lot, yeah. lot you know, and there's a lot of in between. So like, yeah, for sure. But uh, those platforms obviously are enormous. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Google, Spotify is doing ads now, all these things. So uh, like you said, there's not one thing. I think we have to have a whole encompassing approach to to marketing, getting people in the door. So uh, yeah. That's, that's great. What do you do? Um, you know, everybody talks about word of mouth. I'm sure you use that as well too. Any strategies, Rodney, that you've been able to like maximize word of mouth? It's something it comes up all the time on the show. Everybody uses word of mouth, right? Which is great. Any strategies you've been able to do like referral programs or maybe have some really good members and can just kind of tap them for a little help to reach out to their coworkers or anything like, like that to, to help word of mouth even grow more and to be more effective. Yeah. Yeah, we we tried. Uh, we give them a discount okay. if they bring in someone, and um, if that's the case, uh, it drops a certain rate. Okay. And of course, the person pays that rate, and that's pretty much it. We just say we get this rate, and if you bring in a person, and that you know yeah. they come in and they sign up, and that's your rate. Very cool. Yeah, a good way to do it for sure. And uh, you know, I always think like, what's the best way to work word of mouth and we have we have some i'm sure you have some great clients who've been with you since day one who love what you do tell every it's like how can we help how can we tap into them best to get out there in the community and, and even spread our message more so very cool man all right part three of a successful business i think so we've got to tell a story right but to me this is more like the clarity of our messaging and our branding and the awareness and really just like the retention of our members right we want them to come back and spend uh money with us for as long as possible, right? Repeat buyers, if you will. So what has retention been like for you the first three years? Like what is the average, you know, life cycle of a member with you of a client? Well, thankfully my attrition rate has been really low. And, you know, it, it's, 
my longest client probably is about a year. Okay. And my shortest client probably about 30 days. So yeah. in between that, people average around three to six months. Okay. During this day. So, you know, so the, the likely cancellation is I'm moving out of the area. Sure. Or my job has moved me or this and that. It's not because of, you know, I don't like the gym. The gym sucks or anything like that. <laughs> right, right, right. It's mainly because of they have some bigger gym that's going on. Yeah. Yeah, if you're moving, we can't do too much about that, right? right. When that person, when you get new people started, I skipped over this part, I apologize. When you get people started, um, what does that process look like? Say I say I joined the gym today, or I call you up or message you, walk in. What does that process look like, Rodney, from getting me off the street to getting me either in class or in the open gym? Well, we typically ask them, you know, if they're with any, any other fitness club. And, and if they do, uh, we just kind of groom them into why they should join our gym. And okay. the benefits to our gym is open 24-7. Yeah, nice. And, um, you know, it's uh, exclusive, it's private. And most of the time it's closer to their location. Yeah, yeah. But um, they're drawn to the, the privacy, the more private gym, smaller gym. A lot of them like corporate gym for whatever reason. Yeah. And um, it's, it's just that in a 24-7 aspect. During COVID, yeah. that's, what I, that's how I developed it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you can... You came up with that, you put that into place during COVID. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so like, yeah, obviously COVID threw a big wrench in our industry, but I think a lot of us were able to learn new, new, we'll say business tactics that helps, like the 24-7 access, I think is massive. Um, even if people aren't going at 2 a.m., I think it means you don't have to be there all the time, which is great for us as owners, which is probably the best part. And yeah, say they want to go on a holiday or a Sunday, I think it's a it's it's all a good thing. So that was one good thing to come out of that for sure. When these people are joining, are you meeting with them or do you have somebody on staff who does that? I do have a GM that okay. controls all that. And then I'll, I'll meet with them too if I make the contact. Okay. So yeah. So that GM is, that's awesome. Yeah. So that GM is doing like a, that lead nurture and that the sales process of getting a new person from out of the gym to in the gym and, and a member. Correct. Yeah. He does all awesome. that. He, he, he used to work for UFC. So yeah. There we go. That's good. That's good. That helps. So he has definitely some experience here for sure. So uh, yeah, I love it, man. So back to the retention piece, because I think it's hard enough to get people in the door. We want to keep them for as long as we can. I want to, we're on to vibe month after month for, for life. Any events that you guys put on the schedule to kind of help community engagement, like uh, monthly, quarterly, a couple times a year, you guys have anything like that going on community events in or outside of the gym? We actually, we actually did have an event. Um, it was actually last year, like towards the end of last year. Okay. And it was just bring your kids and, and you know, uh, what was it? A uh, uh, boxing slash workout day or something like that for the kids. Yeah, and yeah. they loved it. You know, it was a birthday party at the same time. So um, we do have stuff inside the gym. And if it's a lot of kids or yeah. people, we'll take them outside and do a demonstration. Okay. And we try to make that, we're going to try to make it annually because it was a, it was a big hit. Yeah, I think those are great. And uh, I know we used to do a ton of events back in the day. And I definitely saw a correlation from people that attend the events or participate with them staying, you know, as members, clients for, for a longer time than people that didn't. So, yeah, I love events. Any, any ways you guys were able to communicate with members when they're not in the gym, like the other 23 hours of the day? texting or like private Facebook groups, anything else like that, just to keep people engaged when they're not with you. 
Um, I do uh, have a texting um, relationship with with a lot of my clients, and okay. what else? Uh, social media, Instagram. Okay. They'll, they'll message me through that, so they're very accessible uh, to to you know to reach me at least. Sure. So it's just you know voice their concerns or whatever. So yeah. there, there's a lot of ways to contact me. Yeah, and like this time right now, we have. <clears throat> There's never been a better time to be able to communicate one-on-one -on -one with people, you know, via text, social media, all that good stuff. Do you have any cadence to it or is it more just kind of an organic thing? If you haven't seen somebody in a few days or, or they reach out to you, is it more kind of an organic setup or do you, or do you schedule it out? No, um, it, it, it's, it's whenever they reach me. Like I, I've gotten text messages like, or social media DMs, I should say, yeah. Like at 12 a.m. or 2 a.m. And I would just respond the next day. And right. I have a lot of my responses on auto to where it'll give them a, a, a message reply. Like, for instance, if I miss a call, I'm a, I am have a, a a number that, you know, where if they call in and I missed a call, it'll send them a text saying, I missed your call. Can I help you through text or something like that? Nice. And um, they'll, they'll essentially text me in and I'll text them back. So... That really helps. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. I don't I don't miss a beat. Yeah, I think staying up communication with clients is, is so important, you know, very important, especially to again that retention piece. So so we talked about why you started this thing, what you guys are trying to build here, your model, your marketing, client experience from a retention standpoint. What is your five year goal, Rodney, for the zone fitness facility? Where are we gonna be on May 13, twenty twenty seven? Five year goal. I want to, like I said before, move to a larger facility. Yep. Um, have more programs, increase memberships, um, and if I can within that five years, have a second location. Nice, nice, so awesome. Yeah. I want to sure. move into a larger location, but then have a second location. Yeah, definitely. Now, is that one year vision to go from like one seventy to two fifty three hundred in the next year, or is that more kind of the five year vision? No, that's within this year. I'm going to grow like that it. now. Like yeah, man. I love that. Million dollar question. How are we, how are you planning best to get to that 300 membership goal? I think that's an awesome goal. And I think definitely achievable for you guys for sure. Especially with that boot camp setup. People love boot camps. You know, what is kind of like your plan now from today through the next year to grow that membership to that level? Um, do, doing everything. I'm yep. constantly staying on my GM. I'm constantly staying with another guy that I have for marketing and just constantly saying, hey, we need numbers. We need numbers. And by doing that, we do it off of referrals. We do it off of leads, you know, call, cold calls, uh, just whatever. Um, yep. Doing more ads yep. to, to, to gain that traffic. And we've gained in the past week a few a few more clientele and they're That's awesome. high tickets. So that's you know, awesome. it, it, I'm trying to do everything. <laughs> yeah, man, we have to. Like, um, man, you just mentioned a high ticket. Have you done any? What is like your typical initial offer that you guys use to get people in? Is there anything you've done, like free week or a six week boot camp or a four week boot camp or anything else like that to like attract people in the door? Well, I usually don't do them that far out because a lot of them, I'll do a free trial a day just okay. to see how they like it because most of the time people can make a decision up in one day. Sure, or sure. if they try it out um and you know they'll try it out and most of the time when they do they like it they'll sign up afterwards right so right that's been uh the trend at this gym so far okay. uh they'll try it out 
yeah. they'll, they'll say, oh, I love it. I love the energy. I love the right. people, the instructor. And then next thing I know, they're in front of my desk signing up. I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. So, yeah. And I think it's great. I think there's a lot of appeal with that boot camp and the people like that. And it's, you know, get in and out after work, before work. I think that's awesome, man. Oh, yeah. Rodney, I appreciate uh, your time today, my man. I think it's a great place to wrap this up. Where can our listeners check you out on uh, your social media website? Where can we find you and follow you and see what's going on? Well, you can follow TZ Fitness Facility. And that's on Instagram and on Facebook. And, uh, you know, as far as contact, you can DM through that social media. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Uh, we're, we're heavy on our, in our Instagram posting. So Love it, man. to keep it fresh. You have to, right? Stories, reels, the whole nine. You guys on TikTok yet or no? Yes, I'm on TikTok too. But, you know, I got to be more active on that one. <laughs> it's, it's coming hard, man. It's coming. It's the next, uh, obviously, it's not even, it's here already, but... Uh, yeah, for the fitness world, for advertising, it's going to be enormous. So, uh, Rodney, appreciate your time today, man, spending some time with us. I apologize for the Zoom issues we've had, but uh, this is fun, man. Best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. appreciate it. You got it. Listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.